So in today's market, are you trying to find the right target audience for your product or services? In today's episode, we're talking about research in finding the right target audience to build a technology application and how to really engage your audiences. With Latinas B2B.marketing, we can help you build that bridge to understanding the right product fit to the target audience that you're looking for through data analysis and data collection through your social media platforms and profiles. So today, if you're struggling with how to find the right target audience to place your products and services, go to latinasb2b.com today and sign up for our newsletter or reach out to us to schedule a consultation on how we can help you get started. That's Latinas b2b.marketing. Gracias. Another issue that I think we need to pay attention to, especially in tech, is investors, right? Investments. The dismal percentage of money that goes to Latinx, Latinos, and then what Latinas get is like 0.5% or something. That's because we don't have Latinos in the boardroom. Welcome to Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom, where wisdom comes from everywhere. This is a podcast about generational wisdom shared to help build a bridge for future generations and to build stronger communities through education, technology, and health. Welcome to Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom. So my guest today from De Las Mias is Ana Consuelo Matea. She is the co-founder for De Las Mias, which is a wonderful fitness app specifically for Latinas. So the reason why we had Anna come on the show today was because she is an experienced bilingual health educator. And for the last 30 years, she has gained expertise in behavioral change and helped many organizations make strides towards preventing diseases, specifically diabetes. And through her innovative work with her daughter, Sada Negalin, who is also the co-founder of De Las Mias, they have created an online app for Latinas that is bilingual, it is health education, and they are pioneering into the tech space with health, fitness, and also new learning eating habits. So through Anna's innovative work in the bilingual health education space, she pioneered photo novellas, which you'll hear more about in this podcast. But it was a health education tool she created to help folks understand the true meaning of being healthy and understanding the health education system here in the United States. Ana has devoted a lifelong career to improving the health and wellness of Latinas. So let's welcome Ana to Latinas from the block to the boardroom. So welcome to Latinas from the block to the boardroom. I have Ana Matiella with me from De Las Mias, which is a health and wellness app. I'm so happy to have you here as my guest. Health and wellness right now to me is very important for our communities. There's so much tied to it, which is why I have you on the show. You're a Latina, you work in healthcare policy. I wanna hear more about why you got into the healthcare policy space first and then started to pivot into technology because I think that story is 
extremely fascinating and it really does have an impact on community. So I'm just, thank you for being here. And thanks for having me. Okay, well, I'm gonna start with a quick introduction, right? Tell you a little bit about De Las Mias and how it came to be. So De Las Mias is a bilingual, healthy lifestyle, digital platform for Latinas, built by Latinas for Latinas. We started De Las Mias with a $1.7 million grant from NIH NCI. Very competitive process in this small business innovation research. The reason I mention that, it's really important for Latinas to be involved in research, right? So all our work is research-based. It was a very competitive process because it's a very important topic. It's a very important problem, right? So I'm a health communications expert, you know, that's, that's my career. And so what we did is we started to solve a problem, right? The problem that we started to solve is that Latinas suffer from a lot of health disparities, including diabetes, right? Diabetes, heart disease, some cancers. A lot of those health issues stem from obesity and overweight. So we started to solve a problem, which was solve the obesity, overweight slash chronic illness problem among Latinas. And then we realized there had to be a digital solution. That's the way De Las Mias came about. We didn't start out building a digital solution. We started out with a problem and it happened to have a digital solution. And the reason it has a digital solution is that Latinas are wired, right? We're early adopters of smartphones, you know, social media, right? So we're early adopters of that, way ahead of the curve of the other folks and other populations. So by necessity, it needed to be a digital solution. That's the way it was born, right? So I hope I answered your question. If I missed something, please. No, uh, no, that was a perfect background introduction. And it is true. And this is where I always want to talk with Latinas and tech or brown and black women of color and how they're really being innovative. And all these companies, these tech companies are really missing the mark. And this is where we're going to really transform technology. I would say in the next 10 to 15 years, They can look us over, but we're not going away and we're starting our own path. That's what has to happen. Like my daughter and I founded De Las Mias, right? She's the MBA. I'm the health communications expert. But here's a really interesting distinction. So the, we need to find a solution for why Latinas and what we can do for Latinas to live healthier lives. We need to find solutions. But the solution that the mainstream folks, by lack of a better word. Silicon <laughs> Valley. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the mainstream people, you know, all those tech dudes, what they're doing is they're, they are translating and translations don't work because as a marketer, you probably know this as well as I do. As a marketer, if you want something to be effective, you have to develop it for the needs, pain points, motivators, barriers of the people that you're trying to reach. You don't develop something for Anglos and then hire the translator and have it translated into Spanish and expect to get the same results. You are not going to get good results. And right now, that's what people in that healthcare space are doing. They're translating from English for mainstream populations to Spanish for Latinas. And then they wonder why it doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work because you didn't create it for them. So that's one of the distinctions is that what we're doing is transcreating content. We're not translating. I love that. And the other problem is, as well, if we don't have the means or we have the passion but we want to get into the industry, right? Because there's a lot of young Latinas that are moving into STEM and healthcare 
and tech is a growing field, obviously, that we need them on those product teams. We need them on the marketing teams because they're the ones to have accountability to say, that's not the cultura that is being marketed correctly, right? And that's where they need the perspective. So this is something that, you know, it's not that you don't belong there. You need to be there. You need to be on those teams. You need to get on those teams. You need to hold people accountable or you get in there, you learn, and then you come out and you do your thing. You learn what you can. If they're not going to respect you or mentor you into leadership, because as we've seen and published all over the place that having diversity of Latinas and black women in the C-suite in technology or any large profitable company is really going to create new innovation and pathways to profitability and to really create brand loyalty. People miss that mark. I mean, it's amazing and I love what you do. Yeah, the loyalty is very important and they don't get that. Yeah, tech doesn't get that. But another issue that I think we need to pay attention to, especially in tech, is investors, right? Investments. And I'm sure you've had, you know, people on your podcast to talk about the dismal percentage of money that goes to Latinx, for lack of a better term, Latinos. And then what Latinas get is like 0.5 of, you know, percent or something of what's available. Because that's because we don't have Latinos in the boardroom, right? We don't have Latinos. So that's where it has to be a multi-pronged system in order for us to get the attention that we deserve and that we need. And then, you know, the bottom line is the trillion, I don't know, what is it? Two trillion, the marketplace, our, mm -hmm. our marketplace and our consumer power. Oh, it's huge. It's so huge and they're missing the mark, right? They're missing the mark. And then our brand loyalty also, we're very loyal consumers, right? So once you get onto something, you've got a consumer, a Latino consumer for life. Exactly, right. I'm totally there with you, right? So we are early adopters. We share everything on social media. We are making that pathway. You know, a lot of Black women, there's a saying that it's Black Twitter. Without Black folks and Black women on Twitter, Twitter would not exist. <laughs> so, I mean, come on, people. Yeah, it's very exciting what's happening right now. I'm very excited what's happening with black people right now. And I'm hoping that it's contagious to brown people, right? Because if it weren't for those black women, man, where would we be right now? So yeah, I, I'm very grateful for our black sisters, believe me. Yeah. So I want to ask you about the vision and the focus and the execution of this, because as you were mentioning early on, you got the funding. But you're in healthcare and policy making. So what drove that? Like, where was that? This needs to happen. And you and your daughter coming together because you're in that healthcare space. You know, I've been in health communications all my career, right? So I've done a lot of work in health communications. So a lot of work in diabetes in particular, lots of HIV work. You know, I've done a lot of work in public health. That's my field. And I saw that problem, right? That saw the problem that we have as Latinas. And I saw that the solution was inadequate. And so then that's how we created the concept of the Las Mias, based on how inadequate the solution is that's out there for Latinas. So that's really what spurred the idea. And then, of course, 
credit to the Small Business Innovation Research Fund, right? Because this is a fantastic opportunity for if Latinas don't know about this. It's like if you have a creative, innovative idea that can solve a problem, the SBIR, so it's what it's called, that they have funds, right? And so that is really what made it possible for us to really start De Las Mias. So that was a three-year, we conducted a randomized controlled trial in Albuquerque. I mean, and I'm a researcher, right? So I have the research chops and also, you know, research colleagues. And we built a research team and we conducted this research. Very little research on Latinas that has been done, right? And and so we're, you know, we're right there conducting research, which is really necessary for you to develop solutions, public health solutions, So we hit all the right marks, right? And we, we got lucky, but it's also good, hard work, right? It's very, very hard to do this. So I think I credit that, uh, SBIR to that. They, they recognize the problem, the solution, and our ability to address the problem. And was this something early on when you were younger that you saw that you wanted to get into the healthcare space? Was there a moment when you were young or... You had a situation. Yeah, I've always been a writer, right? I'm a storyteller, right? That's that's what I am in my heart. I'm a storyteller, right? And so I always, I've always been a writer. And as you know, to make a living in writing, you you have to, you know, be really <laughs> scrappy. So I early on got my start with developing materials, developing health communications materials for Latinas. Again, even 30 years ago, realizing that translations don't work, right? And so. That's how I got my start in photo. I'm a fotonovela producer. I don't know if you know what fotonovelas are, but fotonovelas are, are storytelling mediums, right? It's a Latin American pop culture medium with photographs and dialogue bubbles, like a comic book. They're called fotonovelas. And I'm the most experienced fotonovela producer in the United States. And that's how I started, right? I started like, hey, we need to figure out a way to educate people in a way that doesn't bore them to death. And so that's, you know, how I did my first fotonovela in 1983 called Dolores y Esperanza about two women with arthritis. La Dolores tenía la arthritis y la Esperanza was the lady that gave her advice, you know. <laughs> so, uh, it was Dolores y Esperanza. That was my first fotonovela. So I've always wanted to write and I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller, right? I'm a short story writer. So that's my heart, right? And I wanted to make a difference in the world. So... I'm very lucky that I got to use my gift as a storyteller to educate folks about very important topics. I'm one of the first people in the United States to produce fotonovelas for HIV in 1986. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's in the Smithsonian Institution. I love to brag about that because... You should brag away. That's amazing. I love that. That's a way... You know, De Las Mias was born out of that. It's like, we have our own stories. We are so strong and so fregón. No me gusta decir chingonas. On, on. So De Las Mias is like this wonderful opportunity. I think there's three things that are very important with De Las Mias. One is we're body positive. It's really important, right? This whole BMI and the standard of what your weight should be. And we tread really softly on that, right? Because there's this balance that we're trying to strike, Right. We're hefty women, right? We somos, no somos delgaditas. That's just not, <laughs> you know, but we need to be healthy 
and but so the BMI standards, all of that. So the Las Mias is what we call, you know, it's it's everywhere, but it's we're mm-hmm. body positive, and we don't believe that we should give up our food. We believe in moderation, and we believe that our food is soul food. It feeds our soul. There's no reason yeah. to give up our food, and so. You can see all the, you know, we have over a hundred recipes on the Las Mias that all Mexican Southwestern foods that are delicious and healthy. And that's to counter the myth that Mexican food is unhealthy, right? So that we're food positive mm-hmm. and positive and that we can be healthy at any size. We really like to push that, that, you know, we can be gorditas and we can be fregonas and we can be <laughs> You know, I bike six miles a day, you know, and so I walk, I bike. I don't fit the ideal standard size standard and many of us don't. And so Mm -hmm. we like to push that, you know, we're body positive. And so that's another area that we're very devoted to. And also we're devoted to familia, right? We're people, Mm -hmm. we're group people. We're not individual people. We're group people, we're clan people, we're family people. That's what... The group is more important to us than the individual. And that's a value that we have as Latinas that we should not give up, you know. And a lot of times we sacrifice that for success, you know. Successful, so you're going to move to freaking Minnesota or something. So anyway, but you know what I mean, right? Upward mobile. Mm -hmm. So we're group people and we need to honor that. Yep. Totally agree. That's amazing because it's true. Most of us try to fit that narrative that is not ours in body positivity. It was forced upon us and we still try. I struggle with it myself for years and I'm sure many women do in especially such a male dominated industry as technology. So this is wonderful and I really hope there are more that more women get into tech And they change that around because it's not conducive. It's breaking us actually in ways that are good and bad. So I see more coming and I'm I'm very excited for it. I want to talk to you about one more thing. I'm sorry, but I have one more thing, which is really important for those Latinas that are listening. Okay. So in spite of all the problems we have, and we have lots of them. Okay. We have lots of problems. Yeah, in spite of all the problems we have as Latinas, we still live longer than anyone else in the United States of America. What is that about? We live longer than anyone else in the United States. That's a verifiable fact. Our life expectancy is higher than everyone, all the population in the United States. And so we got something going. Now imagine what it would be like if we didn't have all that diabetes if we didn't have all that heart disease, because we would live to be like a hundred. Ahorita, the life expectancy, okay, COVID, you know, that put a damper on things, okay, to say the least. That affected our life expectancy for sure, but we still live longer than anyone else. Somos bien fregonas. And if we take advantage of that, there's we're unstoppable. We just have to, you know, figure it out. Yeah, so you bring a very good point And I want to bring an intersection because it is about food and food has changed so much. And this is going to be in other podcasts of the awareness of our food. It has been modified over the years. So it's really an uphill battle for all of us where we were the real, I want to say medicinal 
providers and keepers of food where we use it for health. You know, there's Yorba Buena, there's all these things within our culture that we use food to nourish us, you know, a very healthy, natural way. But it's been modified so much that food tech is really coming into the space of investing and what's new. Veganism is rising. But, you know, where is that lens when we've had fruits and vegetables and very limited meats in our diet before? And we only did it for certain things. It was not an everyday thing, right? But it's the stressors. So there's a big intersection between food cultivation, modification, and technology. And I think you're just from looking at the app and our Latina women and how we're using all this is really coming together. And there's a lot of speak about this right now. So what's your take on that, you know, food tech? And I don't mean like technology, food apps, things like that. I'm talking about food modification, agriculture, which we are very much intertwined. We are webbed into that significantly, yet we don't own it. And that's a big thing. So what what are your thoughts on that? Wow, you know, it's such a huge, huge subject. So here's to compartmentalize a little bit, okay? You are absolutely right about when we started historically, traditionally, our food and our way of life is was very healthy. Now, David Bautista, who you should interview at some point, he's a scholar at UCLA. He's a wonderful scholar. Anyway, he has this presentation I, I attended many years ago, and it was called Caution, something like, I'm sorry if I'm misquoting the title, but it's like this. Caution, assimilation is hazardous to your health, okay? Mm. And his whole thing was that immigrants, when they come to this country, are healthier than the people that live here, than the Latinos that live here. Mm-hmm. And classically, that used to be the truth. Now, before junk food has Mexicans by the throat, okay? In Mexico and in the United States, it's gotten by the throat. Okay, so let's just say that. Esas cosas que vienen en las bolsitas de plástico that you don't even know what they are. They look like toys, but they taste like chicharrones. Those things, they're lethal, okay? Yeah, son para como little wheels. They look like little wheels. I always wondered about those. Y lo veas que ricas con chilito y con limón. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's just start with that, okay? Where we started is our ancestors had healthy diets and healthy habits, okay? So no nos tenemos que ir tan lejos. We don't have to go so far, right? Mm-hmm. Just eat like our grandparents con las tortillas de maíz y con los veggies y con tanto vegetal. So many vegetables. And like you said, at my nana's house, We had a small amount of meat. We didn't have these slabs of beef. You know, they weren't very wealthy, so we had poquita. We have a, a saying in the Las Mías, poquito porque es bendito, right? The, a little bit of meat goes a long way, and if we eat more veggies, and it, that would be a much healthier way. To, never mind that the vegetables are contaminated, okay? Never mind that. Okay, I am sorry, but never mind that. If we could just get rasa to eat vegetables. I don't understand why. Like, it's so hard. That's the thing. Well, you know, there's so many factors that I saw. Like, for example, junk food, right? Como el McDonald's y eso. 
a lot of times when folks, you know, hermanas that are trying to raise a bunch of kids, going to McDonald's is like a special treat. You know, it's like special. It's like, here, have some junk food. I want to make you feel better. You know, I know it's so crazy, but it's a special treat, right? So in moderation, ni modo, right? You have to kind of pick your battles, right? But I agree with you that the, the food chain is contaminated and So that's the deal, right? So if, if we're moderate and we're just encouraging Raza to have more vegetables, more fruits, less processed foods, we're on a good mission. But the bigger mission is, like you said, it's a food policy mission. And that is to get the contamination out of our food chain. That's going to be a bigger problem. You know, that, you know, De Las Mias is not really doing anything to solve that problem. What we're trying to do is encourage people to eat more fruits and vegetables, more whole grains, less meat, but not give up meat and not give up anything actually, but just thing in moderation. But the bigger issue than when you're talking about the food contamination, the two-tiered system that we have in this country for who eats what, right? Who eats organic and who who doesn't, you know? We're, all of that is huge, huge social problem in our country that unfortunately the Las Mias is not really doing anything about. What we're doing is trying to address and encourage us to eat the way our grandparents used to eat. You know, my tias and my tios, they used to go to the grocery store every day. They would walk to the grocery store and get what they needed, right? So uh, walking was part of life. You know, it's a part of everyday life. And those are the lifestyles that, that is part of our heritage, of our heritage that we've lost and it's time to get those back yeah no i i'm there with you it's a decolonizing of the food systems that we have how do we do that it's a much bigger topic for sure but small steps you can't and i hate to say this term but you can't eat an elephant in one day right that's how big it is it's a much bigger topic to address more spokes in the wheel of inequity of food for a lot of us, especially one that a lot of immigrant families, when they come here, sometimes they're in the fields or they their families are working at McDonald's. So that's an easy access to direct food, like bring it home. But there's restaurants that a lot of Latinos work at too. And sometimes they work there because that's where they get the food. They don't have any time. They're working 12, 15 hour days. It's crazy. It's a system that we have to break somehow. And I think education awareness and Latinas, like you said, we're really at the forefront of early adoption of technology messaging. We are the matriarchs mostly of the family and educating our kids. So what you're doing now is in my mind, really seeding the future generations about getting back to health and wellness of where we were, like you said, your grandparents, even our great grandparents, and trying to really elevate that level of healthy consciousness. And then it's just going to kind of plateau. And I think more innovation and deconstruction of how food policies and the agricultural system is going to be broken down. I really feel it needs to be, but how that happens is another podcast, another person that's on the ground level, maybe in Congress that has that platform. Because I know many people have tried to address it, but it's all the way up to the top, right? 
So thank you for sharing on the food tech part because it is a growing industry. There's much interest in that. And I think more of the Latinx, Latinos, Latinas culture globally needs to get involved, in my opinion, because we are the owners and the keepers of the land in our minds. But in the way the world is run, we need to be more involved in the policy making. So I really appreciate you bringing that aspect into technology for health and wellness, not so much the policy part, but the education into wellness and health and bringing back the lens of where we have come from with food and that we don't have to have this body policy image that is imposed upon us. It's really hard, I know. When I see J-Lo dancing on a pole for the Super Bowl at her age and we're the same, I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was amazing. That was really amazing. (laughs) But that's her profession. That's her profession. Right. Right. There are professions that... Yeah, that's... Yeah. (laughs) She needs that body to do that. (laughs) I know. You know, so yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, I, and, I know she and is. Shakira, both of them. Oh my God, that was amazing. It was, it was wonderful. And the spirit, <laughs> you know, the spirit too. Oh my goodness. But they put the message out there. So I just you know that was kind of like we went down a heavy road and then I brought it back to the Super Bowl and dancing on a pole. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Pole dancing lessons went up in that, like two weeks, everybody's signing up for pole dancing lessons. That would be the COVID indoor uh, activity. So maybe, you know, with the app, there's a lot to be done in the app and to explore. And I've looked through it and I'm just going to close out by saying, I think the app is wonderful. There's a lot of competition out there. And I think there is a huge upside to the app because it's in the vein of the Noom which is making lots of money and traction. It's the same premise, but I think you were there before. Similar in the sense that it's about habits, behavior change, addressing some of the psychological issues. It's not just about diet, diet, diet. We don't like to use the word diet actually. So we are not a diet club. Yeah, it's not the same. It's a re-education of a relationship with food. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that, I really do. And it's helping me and understanding a lot more of where this intersection with food and technology and the space of getting back to our ancestral type of traditions with food is really wonderful through technology. So I love that. So Anna, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Teresa. And thanks for being such a powerful voice. Really appreciate it. Oh, gracias. Muchas gracias, Anna. De nada. nada. Okay. Gracias. So thank you, Anna, for being my guest today on Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom. If you'd like more information about De Las Mias, the health and wellness app for Latinidad, you can go to the Android Google Play Store or you can go to the iTunes Store and download that app today. We're so excited to hear about more Latinas that are joining the tech and health revolution. I really feel good about De Las Mias. And if you'd like to learn more about their app and what they're doing, you can follow them on Instagram or you can go to their website at D-E-L-A-S-M-I-A-S dot com 
to learn more about how they're helping facilitate a more health and wellness environment for Latinidad. Thank you, Ana, for joining me. So today's podcast, Latinas from the Block to the Boardroom, is sponsored by 5E Leadership and Marketing. So if you'd like to learn more about technology tools and how to build your business, that can take some time to understand and how to put your business plan in motion. So what I've done is I've put a few technology platforms on our resources page at latinasb2b.marketing to help you leverage your business goals and to help you get started on your business today. That's latinasb2b.marketing. Gracias.